Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. Hello and welcome back to the Selling from the Hard podcast. Your co-host Daryl Amy here with Larry Levine. Larry in the deep south today. What's going on? This is great. <laughs> LA goes to SC, South Carolina, huh? <laughs> I, tw- two weeks in a row, Daryl, in the south, right? So last week I'm kind of I'm I'm hanging out with you, and, and now the y'alls are coming out and the draws and, <laughs> and all this, and, and now I'm in South Carolina. It's, it's contagious. Like, well, you better watch out. But that's. Uh, you know, just got to slow down and put a little sugar in the tea, right? And you'll be well, fine. It's going to be fine. Actually, put a lot of sugar in the tea. I don't, I don't put sugar in anything because you know I like my coffee black. Oh, man, it's good. Well, welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. We're glad you're here. If you're new, you've joined a growing global community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, doing the hard work. We call it selling from the heart, but you know, right at the the core of all of this is, is, is this is a topic that just keeps coming up, and we're we're talking about this all the time, uh, and that is we have got to get valuable before we get visible. In fact, if all you're focused on as sales rep is getting visible and you don't add any value, what's going to happen? You're going to get vetted, right? And uh, we all know Absolutely. that awkward feeling. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen oh. it, Daryl, and, and, and I see it happen all, all too often. In fact, yesterday I was talking to my good friend, Mark Hunter. And yeah. We were talking about, you know, the book Selling from the Heart and so forth. And we started talking about this whole getting valuable before you get visible. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, well, tell me, he goes, what's that mean? <laughs> yeah. And I, and I go, listen, I said, well, social's brought on some really great things. But it's also exposed that a lot of salespeople are just trying to get visible. They're just splashing crap out there, Daryl. And, you know, it's the spray and pray and they don't have anything to say. Yeah. And it's scare. It's scaring me. It's really scaring me that, you know, salespeople out there can really take a step back and say, let me work on myself first. Let me get my message. Let me get my value straightened out. Let me understand my story and then just get it out into the masses and get visible. But no, they want to get visible first because everyone's into the vanity metrics. Well, it's not just vanity. I mean, we know, obviously, as sales reps, it's an activity game. We've got, you know, we have to do activities to get visible. Now, you know, when dinosaurs were on the earth and you and I both started selling, that involved dropping things in the mail, picking up the phone. But now there's so many different ways to get visible. And, and one thing I've noticed over the last three years, uh, you know, in particular in the, in the times where we've been coaching sales reps, how to leverage social, for example, um, what happens is this incredible enabling tool for a sales rep called social media, LinkedIn, whatever platform is it, 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 it like shines a spotlight on the reality that, oh my gosh, there's the no substance here. Problem. Right, right. It's like all of a sudden you get shoved out on the stage and and you realize there's no substance. And that's what we want to talk about today um, is, is, you know, we live in a world of sales enablement. And so in a world of sales enablement, 
Uh, there's a lot of ways to get visible. We have incredible tools now. There, I think I saw a, a, a data sheet, uh, an infographic yesterday that had 850 different sales and marketing platforms. There are all kinds of different ways, automated ways, efficient ways, powerful ways to, to get visible in front of the right people. But the, the real question we have to ask is, you know, are we, when that actually happens, we actually do get in front of the right person, whether it's digitally or face-to-face or on the phone. The question is, what value are we able to bring? Or are we like someone getting shoved out on stage and all of a sudden we got nothing to say? Or to go back to the, when dinosaurs roam the earth, you know, are we just two hamburger buns with nothing in the yeah. middle, right? Where's, <laughs> Where's the beef? So you should have, you should have seen it because <laughs> I'm going to play off the sales enablement here in a second, but you should have kept, you should have caught my last blog from last week. I'm sure you did. Uh-huh. It, was the, it was the old, it was the old Wendy's commercial with where's the beef, right? Yeah. And, and there's a lot of, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of salespeople out there that are just running around and then their clients and their prospects are just going, where's the beef. But right. when you start talking about sales enablement and for, you know, and we want to, we may want to peel this back and, you know, and help some of our listeners, you know, clearly understand what sales enablement is. But one of the things that I'm going to say is I think sales enablement would work so much better if salespeople became self-enabled, if they became learners and educators along the way, can you imagine how much more effective sales enablement would be? Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. And, you know, we we can have all the sales enablement tools and content in the world to get visible. But if if we can't back it up personally, um, we're we're going to be like that emperor with no clothes. The client's going to be left going, where's the beef? And, you know, when that happens, you either, you know, get vetted out of the deal, you lose the deal or you know, maybe even worse, the deal just becomes all about price. And then you, you, you just go through a, a cycle in your career where you just don't make any money and it's boring and frustrating and, and demoralizing. And so sales enablement, man, there's so many different definitions of sales enablement. But, but the reality is I, I see sales enablement as tools and content to help salespeople be more effective in what they do. And so, you know, there, there's platforms out there um, you know, ranging from, you know, this, the CRM and all the plugins that go into your CRM to um, automation tools. I, I see demos of these all the time. I saw an incredible sales enablement tool yesterday. I saw a demo and, you know, there, there's incredible technology out there that can take um, a salesperson, allow them to operate more um, efficiently and more effectively but the and the other half is sales enablement. I think, you know, good companies are going to pro- arm their sales reps with content. And, you know, a lot of companies do that. They, um, you know, <laughs> once again, when dinosaurs roam the earth, they used to give us brochures, right? Now, now you get blog articles and you get, you know, PDFs and all kinds of PowerPoint presentations, all kinds of content videos, hopefully, and that, that um, can be amplified out to the audience. But the real question is, um, okay, you've got, you know, you got tools, you've got content, but over here, you got a prospect. And, and as a sales professional, we're going to be the most effective, make the most money, add the most value when we're actually able to come to the table with some value. And so we can't, you know, just say, yeah, my company's got great content and great tools. 
and then just magically hope that's going to the tr- transfer to um, high profit margin transactions with a great win rate. The reality is, yes, sales enablement and whether or not you work for a company that provides great sales tools really doesn't matter that much because the missing piece that there's an opportunity for all of us is self-enablement. What right. am I going to do myself to bring value to the table? Well, it's even, I mean, I'll even, I'll even throw a couple other things in there because the, the other thing that I'm concerned with is conversations. You can have all the great tools out there. You can have all the great content out there. Yeah. But if salespeople can't articulate not only their value, their story, their value proposition, if they can't clearly hold the business conversation around that content, yes, then they're dead in the water. And that's another thing that just really concerns me is why, you know, we, we keep playing on it. And I love it, right? The emperor has no clothes and a bunch of empty suits. And you right. know, I, had a friend of, I had a friend of mine reach out to me two days ago and goes, man, Larry, you're just driving that stuff into the ground. I said, <laughs> I'll continue to drive it into the ground because the sales world can do so much better than they're doing right now. It's just that, you know, we ask it, right? And I've been in sales bullpens and, and I've seen, right. I see it now in my travels is, Salespeople ask one or two questions and that's it. Well, I'm having yeah. a conversation now. All you're doing is asking a couple questions. You're going to try to hook somebody really quick and then just reel them in as fast as possible without truly uncovering anything and raising that conversation past one or two layers. Yeah. So this is what I want us to think about together today and is, um, is how can we enable ourselves? So, you know, once again, your company, um, you know, provides some level of sales enablement of, uh, of content, brochures, tools, all of that. We've all got LinkedIn, email, et cetera. The real question is, what can we do to enable ourselves? And I think you touched on the, the first, first thing is um, we've got to know more than our prospects know. And, and in today's world, I, you know, I don't know what it was like if you've been doing this for, for a couple decades. Seems like things move in a little more fast pace now, right? And maybe a couple decades ago, you could go to some training and read, a, read some stuff and then kind of coast on it for a year or two. You can't do that anymore. I mean, no, no, not at can't. all. You can't. And, and for us to be able to bring value to the table, um, we've got to know more than our prospects know about the stuff that we, we sell. And, and that means we're going to have to not just, uh, not just consume the content that our company's giving us, not just read the brochures, the white papers, the ebooks, the blog posts and all of that. But we, we really kind of need to take it a step further and make sure that, that we are doing the due diligence to educate ourselves to actually bring something of value to the conversation. No, I, I, I totally agree. And, and as, as we start heading into, you know, the middle of August and, you know, kids are going back to school and so forth is can you imagine teachers knowing you know stopping they they just you know not going any learning courses not reading up on any content and all of a sudden right the kids know more than the teacher who's teaching them so in essence salespeople are teachers right what's happening is most of the buyers and a lot of their clients know more about the stuff they're selling than the salespeople because the buyer's educating them because they're tired of dealing with right uneducated sales reps and then they wonder why they get beat up over the head 
Right. Absolutely. Well, and that's, you know, I, I think the, the reality is in today's environment, uh, there has got to be weekly, if not daily, some type of cadence. If you want to truly be a sales professional where you enable yourself, which means you sit down with your iPad, you sit down with your, your laptop, and you actually dedicate a portion of time to learning and learning about your product learning about not just the product. Obviously, we've got to learn about our clients' environment. I've been, uh, it's been fun in, in the spirit of sales enablement. I've been, one of my projects I've been working on over the last couple of weeks is preparing uh, tools for an inside sales program. And so in that, I've been doing vertical market research. And, you know, one of the things I've realized is it's not hard to learn about our prospects. I mean, literally, Larry, a couple key, you know, what are the biggest trends in the legal industry? And boom, you know, I've got five great white papers that are giving me not just overview, but data showing the real problems in the legal industry. So as a sales professional, you know, the, the, the self-enablement part of that, you can't trust your company to spoon feed you all of this stuff. I mean, your best friend is Google. Go out and start searching for stuff and following things and consuming content so that you are like that teacher. Hopefully that, you know, hopefully that ninth grade math teacher knows more about algebra than the students in their class. And that hopefully you know more about what you're selling than the buyer. And the scary thing is in today's world, you know, I my, put my marketing hat on. We know buyers hit Google 12 times on average during a buying cycle. So how many times are you hitting Google as a sales rep during the buying cycle to educate yourself during the sales yeah. cycle? No, and I couldn't agree more, but, you know, just a funny spin on it is most sales reps will go to Google, but they're not Googling how to do their job better. They're probably Googling other fun stuff that takes them away from their core responsibilities. So well, that, I mean, that's, that's a whole nother topic, right? <laughs> but that's, but that's just getting serious about your job and, and well, serious about I, bringing value. It's well, yeah. But that's what see that. That's what we get. That's why I get. Oh man, now I'm really frustrated because <laughs> I see it all the time, right? And I know, and I know you see it all the time. And I go, you know, come on, right? It, it boils down to time management and the will do versus the can do. It, yeah. You know, all sales reps want to make more money this year than they made last year. Right. But how much Who's work? Who's going to do, do the work? Right. right. And I think that that time invested, if it's 30, you, you know, my mantra is I eat content for breakfast, right? I mean, that's whether it's, it's 30 minutes in the morning or whatever your cadence is to consume content. To me, um, you know, I, I had this conversation recently. I mean, I, I went to business school. I, I went all the way through and got a master's degree in business, but I'll tell anybody, I learn more from the books that are sitting on that shelf behind me. Um, and they're now on my Kindle. But I, I learn more from books, just picking them up and reading 10 pages a day than I, than I learned in business school. Because now, it actually means more to me. I don't know what they were teaching me in business school, but I was 20-something and I wasn't paying attention. Now, it actually means more to me because I have context and, and, and now I've got, got true knowledge that I can bring to conversation. And that's the self-enablement. So the first thing you can do as a sales rep to enable yourself is dedicate time to learning. And, uh, you know, yeah, of course you have to do tick the boxes for whatever your company needs you to learn. 
go ahead and do that. But man, you can't, that's, you know, it, that, that's like getting a college degree. If you stop learning the day you graduate from college, that's really a sad thing. You know, the, the self enablement is saying, what am I going to feed myself? Because at the end of the day, if you're going to get visible, you've got to get valuable first. And the way you get valuable is by feeding yourself knowledge, good content. And, yeah. um, and, and let's face it. I mean, let's just be honest. That's the easiest thing to shove off your schedule as a sales rep, which means that most sales reps don't do it. So the ones that do take the time to, to invest in themselves um, are going to have tremendous competitive advantage in, in so many different ways. So get valuable. That's one way to get valuable. How else, how else can you get valuable? Let's start, throw some more stuff out there. So, so, so here's another one. I'm just, as I'm listening, you know, sales reps must take time to learn, right? Mm-hmm. Consume content. Well, let's just flip this in a little different direction. And I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? And the sales rep says, well, I don't have time to do this. So I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. Okay, okay. fine. Decide. Why don't you go back and take your top five clients and spend 30 or 45 minutes with them and learn what they're doing better inside their office? Yeah. Or Ask just them, learn about their business. Yeah. Right. Ask what's them key questions. What's, right? Yeah. Um, because I can, I, cause I can guarantee Daryl, the issues that you uncover or somebody uncovers there and the yeah. challenges are, are going to probably mirror what three or four other potential clients. Yeah. Have. And you can say, Hey, let me learn, you know, let me share with you what I just uncovered here. Yeah. Does this apply to you? You know, you make me think of uh, that great book, Napoleon Hill's book, think and grow rich where yeah. uh, Andrew Carnegie sent him out to interview the wealthiest people. And, um, in, in his day and time. And, and he compiled 12 things that they all had in common. And I, I remember, I mean, the, the, the most successful people have a burning desire to succeed. They have a bias for action. I mean, it's like two of the greatest things that, that will help propel you to sales success. Um, they have written goals, but the other thing is, um, that, uh, the most successful people that, that Napoleon Hill interviewed said, I have a mastermind team. And, and they have a team, a mastermind team. And, and as salespeople, you go, well, how do I form a mastermind team? Well, we all, I think, immediately think of a networking group. Nothing wrong with that. You know, definitely get involved in networking groups wherever you can. But I think the mastermind team is, is really building those relationships with your handful of close clients. And building the relationship, not just to sell not only to serve, but also to, to learn. And so, um, you know, I don't know what industry you're in, who you sell to, but if you think about what would it look like if every, you know, 90 days you took your, uh, that, that mastermind team, maybe you couldn't get them all together at once, but, um, you know, maybe you could, but, um, you took, took each one of them out to lunch or you took them duck hunting or you took them, you know, out for a round of golf or whatever with the goal of not just building the relationship and all of that, but actually kind of becoming um, a student and, a you know, almost having, letting them mentor you in terms of um, what, what the world of your target market is like. How about this? How about, <laughs> I love this mastermind stuff. I'm fascinated yeah. with it. How about a mastermind supper club? 
<laughs> there you go. But you people all like, I mean, everyone loves, imagine, loves lunch. Can you imagine something like that where you bring everybody together. And you know what? Even if you can't do it face to face, right? Yeah. Use it through Zoom or Skype, you can still all get together at the same time. It doesn't matter. Well, that's true. And, and uh, you know, I think that you, one thing I've learned is, and it's not everybody, but there are people that you're going to come across in your life that, that are happy to mentor uh, mentor you. I mean, I, as you know, I lost uh, my, one of my older mentors uh, passed away last week. It was a huge loss, massive mentor in my personal life. But I've also along the way had some mentors in the business world that were people that, um, you know, were a little further down the road than me and in, in my profession who, who mentored me um, and who still do. They're the kind of people I can call and ask for advice and I hang out with. And I think, you know, if you could look, what would it look like in terms of self-enablement? You know, if, if you were able to identify some of those people and even in humility go, I'd, I'd like to be mentored by you. I'd like to, you know, learn more. I know you're busy. I'm, I'm not asking to spend a lot of time I'm asking to grab lunch every 90 days or breakfast um, or, you know, whatever I'll, I'll might, you know, and, and, and really get in and learn the buyer and learn about what life is like in their world and learn the nuances of the challenges that they face and, and, and understand that and get advice. I mean, why, I mean, what would it be like? And I'm, 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 I'm kind of thinking about this right now and I can think of some folks along the way that kind of did that for me, but what if you actually capitalized on that and made that a part of your, so like, you're, so Oh my you're gosh. Saying- so you're saying capitalize on it by having a client, a certain title, you know, a certain position in one of your clients' businesses become one of your mentors. Yeah. Or a friend. Would, yeah. Yeah. Or a friend. And, 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 you know, the truth is, I mean, it really doesn't matter what you sell or what industry you're in. You probably have some clients that are friends and, and to, to maybe just recognize that for what it is. One thing I know you know, when I was at my, uh, when I was talking about my mentor at his funeral a couple of weeks ago, uh, the one feeling I had, which is predictable, I think you can all th- realize this, you feel the same way. I wish I'd spent more time with him. I wish I'd asked him about this. I wish I'd asked him about that. And, and so maybe you look at your clients that are friends or um, have, might have a willingness to mentor you. And go, well, what, what can I learn from them? Like, like, what could I learn? And actually assume um, a posture of curiosity and humility and go in and, and begin asking questions. Because it's the self-enablement that is going to make us a part, set us apart. Deb Calvert nailed it last week. She, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode, check out Deb Calvert. Get the book, Stop Selling, Start Leading. Um, and she talks in her writing about created value, that every company has, you know, value they bring to the table with products. They've got value they bring to the table with service. But at the end of the day, I mean, let's be honest, you know. You it's know, all relatively the same. It's all relatively the same. The value we get to bring to the table as sales reps is the value we create. And the way we create value is by self-enablement. And then we take that value, we amplify it with the sales enablement tools. We get valuable and then we get visible. So we're victorious instead of getting visible without getting valuable and being vetted. How's that for a bunch of V's there, Larry? 
I actually, I love it. I, <laughs> but but it, but it's it's true that you know the, these simple analogies just shed light to we can do so much better, and it all starts with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And and it goes back to and, you know I think De- Deb even said it in in the podcast last week, and I used it in my blog. Is why should I do business with you? And I want salespeople to think about that is a simple question like that. Why should I do business with you? And you can't bring in your company nor your product or anything else. It's you. Yeah. And that's a tough thing to, to really hone in on is what do you, what goods are you bringing to the business table and why should I do business with you? Man, that's so good. Well, I think there, I know this is going to spark some conversation. We've touched on two things that you can do to, self-enable before you sales-enable, and that's learning. And uh, kind of a a deeper offshoot of that is is finding mentors and leveraging your friendships to to really discover um, what's going on inside the hearts and minds of your buyers. I know there are probably many other things that that we could add to that list. I just want to challenge all of us out there listening in. um, You know, if you think of something, what, 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 the, I'm just going to throw the question out to our community. You know, what can you do? What are you doing to, or what do you want to do to self enable to become more valuable? Because when we become more valuable, that's where the true competitive advantage is. So check out the selling from the heart page. Um, even the selling from the heart LinkedIn group, just uh, hit selling from the heart into the search box on LinkedIn. You'll find it. We'll let you in. And, uh, and, and weigh in on that or hit us up on Twitter or message us on LinkedIn. We'd love to hear from you. Love the community that's growing around this and love just the, the passion and authenticity in, in the people that we're getting to meet around the world who are saying, you know what? I want to be genuine. I want to be authentic. I want to be the real deal. I really do want to bring value. And, and at the end of the day, not just have a career that's financially fulfilling, but have a career that's also you know, fulfilling emotionally and, 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 uh, you know, where you're really, really bringing value. So thank you everybody for joining us this week. As always, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep doing the hard work, look for ways to self enable, and most of all, self from the heart.